Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back to the award-winning women's podcast. I feel like we've become a bit boasty here on the podcast, but I have a bit more news for you that has made us all very happy here and we hope it gladdens your hearts too. We have been honoured by the Justice Media Awards, which is run by the Law Society with a merit and the award recognises outstanding print and broadcast journalism that contributes to the public's understanding of justice, the legal system and legal issues. And we got our award for our reporting and analysis of the Mother and Baby Home Commission's report. And our thanks must go to participants such as Maeve O'Rourke and survivor Mary Harney, who featured on the episode that we were given the award for. We're really delighted and we're going to continue to highlight this issue And on a sort of related subject, well, very related, really, because it's about mothers and babies. I want to tell you that there's a huge protest planned this Saturday about the controversy, which I suppose has been building for years over the planned relocation of the National Maternity Hospital to the grounds of St. Vincent's. On the 26th of June, this coming Saturday, a large crowd is expected at an outdoor protest and it's protesting against the ongoing collaboration of church and state in delivering maternity services in Ireland. The current saga, and it really is a saga, began in 2017. And that's when we learned that the Irish government had determined that the most suitable site for Ireland's new maternity hospital was on the grounds of St. Vincent's Hospital in South Dublin. Now, that land, as you probably know, is owned by the Religious Sisters of Charity. And that is the same organisation which historically has managed some of Ireland's Magdalene laundries and mother and baby homes. And that is where the controversy lies. Jennifer Bray has a really excellent explainer in the Irish Times today. And she writes that the plans to relocate the hospital from its current Hollis Street campus have been in train since 2013. But the whole thing has been beset by delays and complications over concerns around governance and ownership. She writes that the concerns exist to this day, despite the fact that the industrial relations troubleshooter Kieran Mulvey was brought in to broker a way forward in 2016. He recommended a new operating company would be set up with four directors from St. Vincent's, four from the National Maternity Hospital and one nominated by the Minister for Health. The Minister would also have a golden share to protect public interest. And since 2017, the letters have been flying between Department of Health and the St. Vincent's Hospital Group aimed at finding a way to further protect the state's investment because the hospital is now expected to cost 800 million euro and also to ensure that there be no religious influence, which people are worried could prevent procedures such as terminations from taking place. Now, it has emerged that the government is still not happy with the 99-year lease proposal and with a 50-year extension. It still wants to own the land the hospital will be built in and the government also wants more representation on the board which will run the hospital. One source that spoke to Jennifer Bray speculated that there might have been a disconnect between what health officials honestly thought would work as they carried out negotiations through the years and what politicians now know will not work. There are still loads of questions about it and that's why protesters are going to gather on Saturday and I know many of you will be there too. We'll be there as well. I'm going along. One of the questions is over whether the nuns will be involved in the new company that is being set up to run the hospital. Now, the Religious Sisters of Charity, as I said, own the land and they intend to transfer it to a new entity, St. Vincent's Holdings, which in turn would be leased to the state. And the Sisters of Charity have said they'll not be involved in any way with the hospitals in the future. The government says they won't have any influence and the St. Vincent's Hospital Group says they won't either. But campaigners clearly still have outstanding concerns. The constitution of the new holding group references core values and the core values are human dignity, which would respect the dignity and uniqueness of each person, compassion, justice, which would respect the rights of all, quality and advocacy, which involves speaking for the voiceless. And I think those kind of terms have raised a few alarm bells. 
Last year, Superior General Sister Patricia Lennon said, we are confident that St. Vincent's Healthcare Group Board Management and Staff will continue to provide acute healthcare services that foster Mary Aikenhead's mission and core values of dignity, compassion, justice, equality and advocacy for all into the future. And someone who's been huge on this issue is the former master of the maternity hospital, Peter Boylan. And he said the values are nearly identical. And his concern is that the religious ethos effectively lives on, but through a different vehicle. This has not been helped by a 2017 letter sent by the chairman of St. Vincent's Hospital Group, James Menton, to the former Secretary General of the Department of Health, in which he said that the Sisters of Charity concluded that the best way to perpetuate the vision and values of their founder is to transfer ownership of the group to a newly formed company with charitable status, which will not be subject to undue influence by individuals or from any source. But it does raise the question of what influence might be considered undue. Jennifer Bray, in her very excellent piece, also said that it emerged last May that Catholic primate Eamon Martin has told the Vatican he supported the congregation's request to surrender ownership of the St. Vincent's Hospital Group because Ireland needs a modern maternity hospital. However, he said he would publicly oppose abortions taking place there. And then there is the question of what procedures are currently available at St. Vincent's Hospital. Now, it's said on Tuesday that all medical procedures in accordance with the laws of the land are available at the hospital, including pregnancy termination, tubal litigation and gender reassignment procedures. But through um, the Irish Times, Jennifer Bray asked for the number of procedures carried out in each of the categories the group mentioned. And in a statement, St. Vincent's has said that terminations, tubal litigations and non-complex gender affirming surgeries have been carried out in hospitals. And they just mentioned as well that those more complex gender reassignment surgeries are referred under the treatment abroad scheme to specialist centres in the UK. And now, you know, there is the question of why isn't the St. Vincent's Hospital Group just selling the state the land? Wouldn't, wouldn't that clear everything up? But they say that a single system of governance is needed and the group says it must retain ownership of the land for clinical governance and operational reasons, including the provision of a safe, integrated system of care for patients between hospital. But someone who's been really vocal on this subject, uh, People Before Profit TD Breed Smith has asked, why is that the case? This makes no sense at all. When required, patients are routinely transferred from one hospital to another all over the country. And this has been the case for decades. The proposed maternity hospital will be located to the east of the existing clinical services building. And there are to be direct links from the maternity operating theatres to the St. Vincent theatres. Why having two different owners would affect the movement or transfer of patients is an outstanding question that does need to be elaborated on. So there's loads there. There's a huge question over what happens next, whether the whole thing is scrapped and they just start again and find another site or what's going to happen. But in the in the meantime, if you want your voice to be heard, there's a protest this Saturday, June 26th at 1pm at Dáil Éireann in Dublin. And, you know, if you're motivated by people power, that's the place to be on Saturday. Uh, I hope that makes things a little bit clearer. It is slightly complex, and it, but it's definitely a subject worth keeping an eye on. And I want to refer to another issue, actually, that we've been following closely through the pandemic, and that's the issue of domestic violence. You'll have seen the new figures from Women's Aid out this week, which show incidents have increased massively. The COVID-19 pandemic and measures introduced to combat it have had an unprecedented and exhausting impact, say Women's Aid. The charity's annual impact report for last year highlights a 43% increase in contacts with its services when compared to 2019. The organisation, as you all know, provides support and information to women experiencing domestic violence and they say thousands of women are being subjected to high levels of emotional, physical, sexual and economic abuse. Some women said they couldn't get enough time away from their abusers to seek a domestic violence order to protect themselves and their children. Others living with abusive partners also said that working from home had added to their distress as they were stuck with abusive partners all day. The report says the pandemic made the crisis level of domestic violence in Ireland more visible, with women's aid support workers last year hearing more than 30,000 disclosures of domestic violence, including coercive control. And today in the Irish Times, I was so, I don't know, I suppose shocked to, to read um, 
a report by Connor Lally, who was reporting the really distressing and appalling news that more than 3,000 domestic violence 999 calls were cancelled by the Garda Síochána. And now frontline Garda members and other personnel in the force are possibly going to be disciplined over the controversy. And the, these findings are based on the results so far of an internal Garda investigation. Garda Commissioner Drew Harris is due to reveal some of those preliminary findings at a public meeting of the Policing Authority on Thursday. But um, the fact that so many calls were cancelled or did not generate a Garda response or were not properly documented in official Garda records has significant implications, writes Conor Lally. It means some victims, including vulnerable women and children, called the Garda for help but were ignored. And in many cases, crimes were not captured in official crime data and referrals about at-risk people were not made to agencies such as Tuzla. I mean, it was just horrible to read today that in some cases, when domestic violence victims called 999, they received no response and their calls were cancelled without reason. In other cases, Garda personnel were dispatched to and arrived to the home of the caller seeking emergency help. But when a record of the incident was later made on the Garda system, that recording process was botched and the call was classified as cancelled. I mean, it's just so depressing. And we will be returning to this subject and we hope that the response of Garda Commissioner Drew Harris will be really strong on it. I mean, it feels so terrible that at a time when women and obviously there are some men as well who are abused in their homes and they really deserve support too. But at a time when mostly women are being abused in greater numbers, when they need support, when they're all alone during this very isolating time, it does seem that they have been badly let down by the Garda. And I do hope that Commissioner Drew Harris really uh, does something about it. Now, the subject of today's podcast, I swear, is much cheerier. A few weeks ago, we had a live event with Marion Keys on the joy making subject for some of beauty. Now, whether you let yourself go gloriously in the pandemic and let everything all the hair on your body and uh, all your grey hair, you let it grow. That's fine. We we salute you. And I did a bit of that myself. But other people enjoyed discovering new beauty products online or even just wearing a bit of red lipstick on Zoom calls to cheer yourself up. We hope you'll all enjoy this conversation on post-pandemic beauty, which was kindly supported by Clarins, who provided amazing goodie bags from their gorgeous new skincare range. Thank you very much, Clarins. Marion joined us from Galway and we were delighted to have her. We hope you have a really enjoyable time listening to this and maybe get some inspiration for your outings into the world again. Enjoy. Welcome everybody, everybody joining us in this Zoom call and everybody joining us also on the Irish Times and Irish Times Women's Podcast Facebook page. You're all very welcome. We're having what we're um, optimistically calling a post-pandemic beauty chat because, you know, that pandemic, it's so over. It's so last year. It's not happening anymore. And to, to celebrate and to kind of talk us through the joys and fails of beauty in the pandemic, we have a legendary person. Um, She's a very good friend of this podcast, as they say, and we're so delighted that you could join us on Facebook Live and in this Zoom call for the very wonderful author of 40 million books she sold all over the world, Marion Keyes, legend. Where are you? Thank you very much, Ocean. I am in County Galway. I'm in Connemara. I am in the very, very beautiful Ballinahinch Castle. Tell us how you are, because the worst lockdown, we're out of it now. I mean, I don't know, you're not in Dublin, but I'm going around Dublin is really, the contrast is something else. I'm sure everybody on the Zoom call and everyone on Facebook Live has seen it wherever you are around the country. Just feels like, oh, it feels like we are turning a corner. People seem happier. The sun is shining. People sitting out outside. Um, I went outside Grogan's for research purposes, Marion, on Monday morning, drinking (laughs) Patriotic pints of Guinness um, and on yeah, Monday morning, fair play. Ten thirty, yeah, exactly. Um, but there is something lovely. So, how have you been experiencing this stage after such Same. a horrible experience? I am so happy, like I am wildly happy. Um, like I'm in this incredibly beautiful place, but like it was always beautiful, and now I feel like I'm after taking a load of LSD. Like everything is like just my eyes feel like they're going to burst. Like I went for a walk yesterday in 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 a wood and like the place is riddled with rhododendrons, which <laughs> I think are beautiful, but apparently are really, really terrible because they terrorize the local um, crops or, you know, plants or whatever. And I'm sorry, I'm seguing into something else. But 
there's a terrible thing that befalls walkers and climbers. They get trapped in a rhododendron thicket and they literally have to be rescued by the um, the, 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 the helicopter or like, honestly, it's true. <laughs> like, would you just pretend that like a wolf had dragged you in there rather than say, I just got a tangled me angle, ankle in the rhododendrons and I just I got stuck. The shame of but like I was walking along and everything looked so beautiful. It didn't look real. It looked like a film set. And I just the smell of the air. And honestly, I felt high from it. Um, and it's I mean, it's just lovely, I suppose, to know that when we go back into our lives, that that all that beauty is kind of available for us. Yeah. When we used to take it for granted. Um, but it was it was very it was interesting and lovely. And I'm just talking to everyone and I met a couple of people on the path you know and uh, people just want to talk um like you know there were three three retired moon Tory and we just we talked for ages and yeah it's lovely I think everybody is very very joyous and and just kind of I feel far more creative you know like I stopped I used to do a short film every Monday um, and I stopped because I had nothing to say, like nothing was happening, you know, and like I stopped being on Instagram, really, because, you know, Instagram is only use. It, it only works if you have something lovely to photograph. Mm. And I had nothing lovely to photograph except, you know, my four walls. So, yeah, it feels like the yeah, life sap is flowing strongly through me. again. Oh. I feel, yeah, I feel much more alive. Oh. And I'm hoping everybody feels like that. I mean, in the beginning. I was quite nervy, you know, it's like, can we trust this? And, and then there was just the feeling of like, Jesus, how do I talk to people? Like for the first, I don't know, week or so, I was really um, exhausted from just being out there and feeling, and feeling quite sensitive and easy to offend, but I'm past all that now. (laughs) Now I'm in the happy part of it. Yeah. And I think there's different phases, isn't there? I mean, people aren't quite ready either yet to rush back out. And I think that's fine. But if there's other people out and they are literally all over the place and, and doing things like drinking pints and grogans, that's not very good. But anyway, I just did it for the laugh. It was I don't have any regrets about it. It was it was very enjoyable. And a toasted ham and cheese sandwich in grogans is a thing oh. of beauty. So definitely it was gorgeous. So we're talking about um, I love the idea of you taking all those uh, LSD and seeing all those colors and the beauty outside. But what about beauty in the pandemic for you, Marion? Did it have phases? I mean, did you did you have any real bad fails or did you do things that you were delighted with or what how would you characterize your journey in beauty over the pandemic? I mean there were several aspects but like for me I stand or fall by my hair. If my hair is bad everything is terrible. And my hair was terrible. Like it's terrible without a professional blow dry. It is terrible. Um, and then I cut my fringe by myself and it was like being in the human league for those of who are old enough. To, like it was completely lopsided and really, really kind of miserable making. But and I but I dyed my hair myself like every three weeks and I used to have to kneel on the bathroom floor under the skylight and my husband would stand over me squirting Josh Wood's black stuff into my hair um, because I couldn't. I know lots of people said, you know, this is the time I'm going to go grey. You know, I'm just going to do it, you know, and fair play to them. Like I like I am a prisoner, like every three weeks I have to I have to do it. But I was very grateful for for the Josh Woods um, hair dye because it doesn't smell horrible. Um, And they have nice things in it, like wipes for like to get all the grey bits, the grey sideburns off you and stuff. You're bringing me back to my childhood there, Marion, because one of the things I'm thinking of my mom, Anne Ingle, uh, and her plastic thing in her head and her was was Clairol and the smell of it. And actually, there's something very comforting, though. It's a nice memory. It's kind of like and then it'd be all down her face and all like, and you'd be going, what is she doing? Little did I know how important it was. And now I do, obviously. This is it. But the smell is like somebody opening a box which contains a million hard boiled eggs. It's the most (laughs) disgusting thing on the planet. Now, hair things, as we're speaking about hair, yeah. I did come across a fabulous hair brand. I mean, everybody probably knows about it, but it's Olaplex. Um, if anyone doesn't know about it, they have they have masks and funny things that you put on before your hair. 
before you wash your hair and everything. And it helped a huge amount. There's a thing called a number three. It's, you know, it's a mask that you can put on 10 minutes before or the night before. And your hair is just far more well behaved afterwards. But yeah, Olaplex for those who are who have the frizzy hair and who worry. And apparently there's a new brand now called K1A, I think it is. And um, apparently it's all over Instagram, but they won't send to Ireland yet. So feck them. We'll mm-hmm. stick with the Olaplex. We're grand. Thank you very much. And speaking of um, hair, Siobhan McNulty said, I, beco- I became my mum's replacement hairdresser each week I'd visit. Wash and blow dry her hair. She even let me dye it. And would you believe it wasn't a disaster? I found that I looked forward to doing her, dyeing her hair and I was relaxing. And even if I say it myself, I did a decent job. My mum was pleased with the results every time. Now that her hairdresser is back, I find I miss it. And her mum is 83. So that's a lovely story, isn't it? It's absolutely lovely. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, we did things that we didn't anticipate doing or that we wouldn't have done before. Um, like I have a nephew, um, Oscar, Reds are the younger, and mm-hmm. he has really long red hair. Like he's absolutely gorgeous. But he didn't go to a hairdresser for 16 months. He had like he hates getting his hair cut. And um, by the end of the pandemic it was all tangled and like he looked like he lived in a in a kind of a, a hut made of twigs in the forest and um this lovely young woman who sometimes comes to the house to blow dry my hair came and 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 cut it for him and there, there was some very lovely she tr- he trusted her and he sat there on a chair in my hall and Aww. and got his yeah and um yeah so like she kind of comes now to do the whole family but um yeah little oscar needed to get a lady to cut his hair and he and he survived well listen i did some research uh for this conversation you know just to give it a bit of science and do you remember that thing that leonard uh, lauder came up with in the early 2000s he's from estee lauder this lipstick index thing so if anyone doesn't know anyone watching on facebook live or in the call uh it's the lipstick index is like and even in times of economic turbulence when things are bad lipstick sales are, are still up so it's sort of like cosmetics have to divide these things but in covid it wasn't like that and there's a probably a few reasons like we all were on facebook so the lipstick thing nobody was showing off their lips so they didn't care but except on zoom calls obviously we we were doing that so uh, um makeup generally has gone down by around 200% i think but skin care and body care and hair care like you mentioned marion has gone up by uh, 200% so swings and roundabouts but it's interesting to see that apparently it's the above the face mask uh, area that is the the increase as well i i makeup has gone up too so any observations uh from a stat- statistics point of view there yeah well i mean i probably did kind of skew the t- statistics because <laughs> the minute it started i started buying foundations and i can't i have no reason why i mean because it wasn't like i was seeing anyone i mean maybe the zoom calls you know maybe it was that but um i have to tell you it is obviously a challenge when you buy foundation online but there is this wonderful thing called foundation it's a site where you go along and you put in the details of you know whatever brand you use and whatever color you use and it's it's better if you can give them two or three different brands and then you can kind of click on whatever brand it is that you're interested in and they'll tell you the right color and honest to god it didn't fail once and i like i'm ashamed to tell you how many foundations <laughs> i probably bought is it but, more than 10 yeah yeah like look i mean i'm insane at the best of times and <laughs> and and i i kind of i I can't do anything by halves. You know, when I love something, I really love it. Um, and yeah, there were a lot of kind of ones I hadn't tried and odd ones. So yeah, and like there was something, I am never really at peace unless something is en route to me from somewhere, you know, something online, you know, like the minute the thing has arrived, I have a moment of lift because I'm happy. And then it's like all the, it's like with the little match girl when all the matches blow out, you know, and suddenly everything is dark and cold and and loveless. And then I have to go online and order something else. And then once I know it's coming, 
then I'm happy again for a while. And so I was like that. I was worse than usual. I was like that with the foundation. I think everyone will relate to the packages arriving married. I think in oh. lockdown, it's like whatever it was and things we didn't need and things we just needed to buy. And then you come very familiar with the, I know you were always very familiar on first name terms with your delivery people Steve. anyway. Steve yes. and Johnny. Yeah. 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 Yes. Thank you. People, people are, are commenting here and saying it was the, the, the dopamine hit. And, uh, yeah. And we needed those dopamine. Yeah. Somebody says they watched the, the little, yeah, the, the where they are, it has left East Midlands Airport and whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh God, it's lovely. It's lovely. But then you don't want it coming too soon because then you'll have to order something else if you're me. Um, so yeah, I bought an awful lot of foundations. And I'll tell you, I have had the worst skin of my life. Amazing. No, no, no. We, I have lots to talk to you about here. Okay. No, from very early on, like, I mean, I've always had incredibly dry skin and suddenly I had spots like, do we even call them spots anymore? I should say breakouts, should I breakouts? Yeah, Beaucoup of fucking breakouts, especially all around my chin and my mouth. And like people said it was the mask, but it wasn't because I never left the house. Like, so I didn't wear it. It, it was the anxiety. Apparently it was the um, cortisol, cortisone. Um, it, it makes it makes you spotty and I was wild spotty and like it took a long time and um, I used a thing what was it called now it's this odd thing it's a mask called light salon and you look like you're wearing a gimp mask when you have it on you look like your man in the silence of the lambs it's like this cream colored mask which I'm not making this up with slits for the eyes and underneath the mask is like a load of LED red, what's it called? Infrared lights. And you wear this mask and then you light up like a Christmas tree. And yeah, and if you do it like for 10 minutes and you're meant to do it like five days a week for the first two weeks and, you know, and then, you know, quite a lot in a short space of time. And it did actually calm the spots. Mm. But the spots have come back because obviously I stopped doing it. Um, as soon as the spots got better. And it's now that I've gone back out into the world, I am again all around my chin and you can't really see it, although I'm sitting in a window trying to show you, but I feel like I've time traveled from medieval times. And I am, um, I feel like I'm all, you know, like weeping sores and, 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 you know, and open wounds and, you know, like just riddled with various diseases like um someone is saying i want the mask is it dr dennis gross is that it's, the not, one the doc, it's not the doc, Den, pfft, dr dennis gross one it's not but it's the same sort of a thing and um, they sell it in brown thomas's and it's called light salon now it's dear it's 455 euros um what yeah no i'm sorry like look i'm sorry and look i, I am i'm really sorry i hate telling people about dear things um but um, this is an electronic thing. It's not oh, like a product. It's an actual it's thing. device thing. Okay. It's a device, like um, like a very, very, very expensive hairdryer, for example. Like you plug it in and it lasts a long time. So I apologize. I hate telling people about the dear things, but it did help. Oh, yeah. People wanted to know about um, the foundations. I'll tell you, there's a Gucci one called Fluid Beauty. And honestly, it is just, it's it's so lovely and like I know the packaging shouldn't count but even the packaging is gorgeous um this time last year I did uh fluid bouquet no it's fluid beauty I think um I did the world cup of foundations and um the Estee Lauder Hydra anti-aging something or other it's the new one anyway for Estee Lauder and I'm wearing that at the moment okay. and I, I think that's I think it's incredibly good it's for the um the maturer skin so like there's a lot of kind of uh moisturizing stuff going on in it so i uh, yeah i really like that and then i was sent the creme de la mer one and um oh really that, yeah and that that too was absolutely beautiful it's like wearing nothing do you know what i mean except you look fabulous do you know but are like, you sort of are you kind of eking that out and you're only using a tiny bit so it lasts yeah. as long as you can yeah in emergencies just have to laugh. Sarah says she feels like a rattling bog goblin at the moment. That's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Like I've just, yeah, crawled out of the medieval swamp. And that's like, I've never, ever had a fresh, I've never had a fresh fruit or vegetable in my life. Do you know what? It's just incredibly unhealthy. 
I'm doing, I'll do photographs later. I am honest to God, this side of my face is like, yeah, it's like, an, you know, it's terrible. But, um, you know, before this, I buy with my own money the Clarins double serum. Like, I really like it because it's light and it's not greasy, you know, and I come back to it time and time again. I'm always, I never really know what to do with a serum. I'm kind of a bit at a loss. Like, when, when do you put it on? Is it instead of a moisturizer? Like, what's the story with serum? Well, I think you put it on underneath your moisturizer. I mean, that's what I would do. Um, you wash your face in the morning and then put on your serum, whatever you want. And then and then I put on a, a sunblock. I put on the Murad. There's one for old people. Um, it's called hormone rebalancing or age balancing or, you know, it's for it's for menopausal people. So but I really, really like it. It's got a lovely texture and it sort of works as um, a primer as well. Now, there's a new thing called essence that it's one of those things I really feel I want. I want to flag it. To me, it is a load of nonsense. Um, a lot of the big brands are doing it. And it's. You know, the way the Korean skin care has like seven steps in it and an essence is one of the steps. And I'm, people say that if you put it on underneath, say, your serum or your moisturizer, that it aids the absorption of whatever comes after it. And I just I really feel this is a stage too far. We don't need it. Um, like in Egypt, I bought one because a famous, beautiful woman said that she swears by it. And I am credulous and and uh, like a an inveterate consumer. So I bought one and I was putting it on and I didn't understand it and it did nothing. And uh, I just thought it would be my mission to stop other women making the same mistake that I did. So say no to Essence. Say no to Essence. Now, Aileen Wynn is asking a very good question. She says she's never been one for makeup. She barely uses moisturizer and her skin used to be fine, which is great. But now it's turning so dry. She feels like a scaled dragon. What's the best moisturizer for really, really dry skin? So you presumably have a few good ones, um, Marion. Yeah, I mean, at night, I would recommend that you use an oil. Um, like there's a beautiful one from a spa that I'm using at the moment. Then there's um, there's a lovely brand. Is it called Votary? that do all oils, like everything they do is oils, um, you know, and like, I would try that um, before buying a load of expensive stuff. you like, I really like a spa. Um, I think they have lovely and a lot of it is very natural. Or Ren is another another brand that I really like. And it's, um, you know, they're very kind of aware of the environment, like most of their, um, I think nearly all their their packaging is recyclable and they're aiming to be vegan. I would also look at things like, I mean, do you drink enough water? Because that can matter. And like, as we age, like our hormones behave differently. And I mean, sometimes like it's a question of looking at that as well, but try an oil, um, mm. try a nighttime oil and like lash it on. Um, you know, and see how you get on. Um, but I would try oil rather than than anything really expensive. You know, don't don't go mad. I've been using the Clarence one, the one that we got sent, the Super Restorative Day. It's for all skin types, probably not directly for dry skin, but I found it lovely and it's it's light, but you can feel it really. Um, because I feel like my skin is. I just went off skin routine. I just. I barely bought. I barely was doing anything, Marion. I just felt like, uh, what's the point? I don't know. I, I yeah. Found, as well, Marion, that you're going to be taking questions. If anyone in the call wants to talk live to Marion um, at the end, we'll have around 10 minutes of that. But in the meantime, there's a couple of very good questions. And uh, any recommendations for perimenopausal skin or indeed skin through the menopause? And I know that's something you've talked about, Marion. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to kind of be prepared to adapt. Um, like, you know, my skin just got drier and drier. That product that I mentioned earlier, the Murad, it's a factor 30 and it's like it's called a skin rebalancer, something like I mean, I actually buy several at one time now because I just I love it and it really, really works for me. And I use like I will always use like a, a, a serum underneath. And at the moment, it's it's the Clarins one. Um, then again, taking off my makeup, I'll use an oil. Um, and there's it's one again I've used for a long time. It's called 
DFC. I mean, I don't know anything about it, but I get it on Amazon and uh, it's it's very cheap. A lot of people say they start getting spots in the menopause because your hormones are like are are really messed up. And I think a lot of people I know have ended up like getting things like back acne, you know. So like if it happens to you, don't be alarmed and don't think that you're some sort of freak or a failure because you're not. You know, this is one of the things I feel very, very strongly about. The menopause for many of us is a huge thing to go through. It is absolutely the most dislocating, dis distressing, awful time. And, you know, can manifest in all kinds of ways. And if you feel terrible, you know, if you feel bad because you're, you've got acne on your back, you're allowed to feel terrible. You know, people shouldn't be ashamed, you know, that they're getting symptoms of the menopause. It's the biggest change. It's like, it's like puberty in reverse. It's like the teenage years in reverse. It's just that your feelings are as, as, you know, in the same upheaval, you're confused, you're sad, you're anxious, you know, you can feel very frightened and lonely. And pe all people do is laugh at you, you know, like um, they say things like, uh, ha ha ha, look at her there, breaking plates and refusing to cook the dinner for us. Ha ha, look, she's got a runny now and like the beginnings of, of a beard, you know, and you're meant to be kind of like, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm a witch now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I want to take care of myself and all you will do is mock me. So, yeah. So I am part of the fight back against the menopause mockers. Here, Wall, I think speaks for many people when she says simply, HRT is the best. I swear by it. I'm telling you, you know, like it sorted out rickety mental health, no end for me. And uh, I'm sorry, somebody said, get God, not teenage years in reverse. Yes, teenage years in reverse. If you are misfortunate, not everybody. There are those brisk types who like breeze through. That's what I'm planning to be. I haven't quite there yet. And my plan is that I won't even notice. That's basically what I'm looking forward to because I just decided. Plan all you like, Roshan. Mother Nature will have the final say. Um, somebody was asking about uh, hair uh, removal in the menopause. Oh, yeah. Uh, a magnifying mirror and a tweezers are your only man. Um, unless you want to go and get um, oh, the IPL. Um, I went to get the IPL done on my uh, sideburns, um, but it didn't take. <laughs> so now I just think that's grand. You know, be handy for when I'm doing Elvis at the Halloween sideburns. party. I've got sideburns. I have sideburns, yeah. I have, yeah. You've kind of embraced your sideburns, have you? I have, you know, yeah. When I'm anxious, I twiddle them, mm. yeah. I'm a terrible one for pulling hairs out of my chin, Marion. Is that is that really bad? Does anyone else do yeah. that? Is that just me? Are you all thinking I'm terrible for no, doing No, we all need a hobby. Yes, yeah, someone is nodding. Don't nod. Bridges, don't nod at saying you're judging me. I, it is a hobby. It is kind of one of my main yeah. hobbies in lockdown. Yeah. Somebody said that they can only find um, Murad online. They have it in Arnott's. I, I buy it in Arnott's. Yeah. And for a while they used to do it in Marks and Spencer's, but I don't think they do anymore. Um, somebody said still waiting on her HRT prescription to be filled only four weeks now. I'm sure the pharmacy think I'm something. I have to say, speaking of chemists, Marion, because you're a big fan of chemists. Did you continue going into um, chemists for the buzz, you know, sit, sitting in your chair? I suppose you couldn't sit in the chair so much. Wait till I tell you what happened. There was one day and I was climbing the walls and I, I decided, I know, I go to Stillorgan and I'll just go for a browse around because Ronan is my pharmacist and Ronan, I adore. He is the loveliest, loveliest man. But there, there was only one person allowed in the, in the shop at a time and you were there for business. Do you know what I mean? There was no browsing. So I went up to Stillorgan. I just thought, you know, I'm going to look at the, the, the hair bubbles. I love hair bubbles and clips. I thought I'd buy some yeah. makeup sponge, maybe, you know, and I'll have a look at the shampoo and just see this is before I found Olaplex. Yeah. And uh, and they do the one that isn't Darfan, but also begins with G, Declayor. And uh, so anyway, so what about go like and my heart is full of anticipation and they stop me at the door and a young woman says, what is it you want? And I didn't know I didn't want anything. I just wanted to come and, you know, like waft around the aisles and just see. And then I had to make up things very fast. I had to say, I, and I was looking to see what there was. I, one of them, John Frieda shampoos. And, you know, and trying to see what else did they have. And I had to pretend that I had come with a shopping list. And uh, 
No, when my mother got her second vaccine. I mean, she literally hadn't left the house from the 23rd of December till sometime in March when she got her first vaccine. It was so, so hard for her. Also, she has no Wi-Fi, which is, which is, I mean, positively brutal. Like that's a human rights abuse. And she had a cataract in one eye, but not on the other. So she couldn't read. I mean, and so her life was just liveline. You know, all it was was liveline. And then finally she was allowed out. And her first request was go to the boot to go to the boots in Honey Park, which is a kind of a, you know, an estate there in Monkstown. And you should have seen her. Like, I mean, she can barely walk, and yet she was like jet propelled. And she was like racing through the eyes, and she had a basket, and she was flinging nail varnishes in from all directions. And like, and I'd say, that's nice, and she'd go get it. And like I was just looking at her and thinking, that's where I get it. It's no wonder I'm out of control with the spending and the shopping and the buying things, you know? And she was like, lipstick. And uh, I said, what colour? And she goes, all of them. I said, no, 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 man, three. Three of them, all right, three. Do you know? And like, she had the best time. Like, so we were actually allowed, you know, you had to walk in a particular, you know, pattern. You know, you couldn't, yeah. and you couldn't jump it back and kind of go back to something you'd seen earlier. You know, it was like forward propulsion only. But yeah, I mean, God, that was that was a great day. <laughs> I'm not joking. It was absolutely great. And um, and when she went home, we were both exhausted. And and one of those, you know, tired but happy ones. Um, so they're like drawn on with tattoos. So like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's absolutely it's great you know um but sorry just explain because i'm a bit i don't know much about microblading is that is that so you it's where are your actual eyebrows on top of them oh. but but all the bitty bits have been filled in that's amazing yeah some people are going to be going mad now at this point in terms of right i'm out i'm seeing my friends i want to put on as much foundation as i can all the lipstick all the other and that's grand there's other people who i think and i feel like i've gone a bit like this apart from my ruby woo red lipstick i've kind of gone a bit more comfortable in my skin and feel like do you know what i don't really need to have so much foundation as i might have thought i did I, i've kind of been using my lovely charlotte tilbury hollywood filter that's my that's been my brilliant uh, product during the pandemic because you only need a little bit it just gives you that glow um so it's interesting isn't it different people's approach some people are going to want to just put it all on and other people are going to be look i think i can handle the natural where are you on that yeah. um on that stage i'm oh i it's complicated i put on fake tan for the first time you know less than a week ago and uh, I only did one go of it, one layer of it. And I was appalled by the cut of me. Like, I, I genuinely, to me, looked like as orange as an orange. Like, and it looked really, oh, unnatural and grimy and awful. And I'm not going to do that again. That's, that's dead to me now. It just, it was like, do you remember? how we all went insane during the Celtic Tiger. And we and all partied, Marion. We, we all, all partied. And then we were where we were. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. And we'd a lot more done, but more to do as well. That's right. Yeah. Honestly. But you know, if you look back at pictures of yourself or, you know, and you just think, what in the name of God were we thinking? That's how I felt when I saw myself at the fake town. I just thought, no, no, it just, it felt wrong in every way. But then there, there are other things like, uh, I'm so happy I got my hair blow dried today and um, I I don't want to go back to doing it myself and, you know, I'm fiddling around with the babbleous big hair and, and trying to make it smooth. Like it always just looked like I had a wig on slightly crooked, do you know, like, I mean, I could just never do it myself. Um, but then there are other things like, I mean, there are all these beautiful brands that are with really bright colours. There's a brand called Glisten, which is small brand run by women it's vegan and they do these amazingly like glittery bright like kind of glittery eyeliners like they're so beautiful and then you know I saw I know he's a contentious figure some Jeffree Star palettes and they're just they're so bright and happy and beautiful um and there's a hold on there's a brand called 
my mood that does nail varnish. In fact, my mother bought me one of the ones um, on the day in boots and it's the brightest pink. And I can understand wanting to do those kind of defiantly party shades. Mm. Um, yeah, because we had no reason to do it for so long. So yeah, the hair definitely for me and maybe the bright eyes, but no fake tan. You're not going to um, do the fake tan anymore. That's 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 interesting. See, uh, this is where my laziness, my absolute utter laziness comes in. I, I don't think, maybe once in the 90s, I put on fake tan. I have no interest in fake tan. I never had. There's too many things that potentially could go wrong. Uh, you know, it, it smells funny. You leave it all over your sheets. And I just have too many things. So I, I've never done it but I imagine this I wonder have fake tan sales gone up or down I'd be interested in that and, and no I'd say they've gone way down yeah way way I'd say they've gone to the floor Marion someone's asking was himself drafted in to assist in the lockdown beautification processes yeah he had to dye my hair seriously I had to kneel on the bathroom floor like a supplicant while he because it was under the skylight and he was there squirting with the gloves rubbing it in on the back of me yeah he did and uh, oh yeah, I'm putting the fake tan on my back. Um, the night we did it, but like that's not going to happen anymore, you know. And it's actually lovely to think, thanks be to God, you know, I don't have to do that anymore. Mm. Deirdre O'Driscoll is asking you, Marion, what? This is a very difficult one. I don't know how you're going to answer this. What's the one beauty product you couldn't live without? Um, I mean, there's sort of two in a way because I mean, I, I, I can't not have sunscreen, like. It, it feels more like medical rather than, than skincare. Like I absolutely, I'm terrified of the sun. And, you know, and I see the damage it has done because I have sunspots. But there's a thing from Glossier called Youth Dew, which is sort of a mix of a, um, a voil and a serum. And I put it on at night. And honestly, it's just, I can't describe how happy it makes me feel, how lovely it makes my skin. Um, I, it's just one of those sort of hybridy things that really, really works for me. Um, yeah, that would be kind of the one, I suppose. Brilliant. We'll go on to another question. What lip balm do you use? Quick answer there, Marion. What lip balm? There's one by, um, oh my God, what's her name? Trish. Trish. Irish. Uh, McAvoy. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I can't yeah. I knew something. This yes. is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lovely one. Um, also, Glossier do really, really lovely ones. Um, the young Nieslet swears by them. There's called, oh, something dot bam. Um, okay. And she has them in about 40 different flavours. And and she loves them. Um, okay, brilliant. Then, and what would you recommend for irritated skin with a damaged skin barrier from maskne? So this is the, the acne that people are getting because of the face masks. I don't know. I'm really sorry because it is not my area of expertise and it is something too important to give the um, the wrong advice on. Okay, that's, I think that's really good that you say that rather than giving some kind of... Yeah, like answer. if it's very bad, go and see a dermatologist or even just ask, you know, in, in the pharmacist. Okay, we do have a, a blue hand up. Actually, it's a yellow hand on my screen. It's Joe. Joe, would you like to ask Marion a question before we um, have to wrap up in a second? Josephine here, Marion, under eye puffiness. I've had it for years. Any help? Okay, there's one from The Ordinary. Um, it's a caffeine um, sort of serum um, and it tightens the skin a little bit. To be quite honest, outside of surgery, there is very little um, that, I mean, I've got purple circles underneath my eyes. And I think there's an awful lot of stuff sold to us that isn't ever going to work. But try the caffeine. My mother tried it. And and yeah, it does. It tightens them. So it makes them smaller. And the ordinary is very, very cheap. Um, you'll get it online. A lot of chemists have it as well now. Um, so give it a go. And, and also, you're lovely. Don't be worrying about <laughs> it. I was going to say that, Josephine. Yeah. Things ah. always come far worse to ourselves than, than yeah, they do yeah. to anyone else. Fantastic. Thanks a million. <laughs> You know, Marion, everyone is saying, and I think you can see the comments on out on Facebook Live and on Twitter, this has been a really uplifting conversation. Like there's something joyful about talking about it, whether it, whether we want to slather it all on or whether we're kind of getting yeah. back to ourselves. It doesn't matter. No, find your lane. And then if you want to change your lane, change your lane and don't be judged. Don't let anyone judge you. They have no right. You do you. 
and don't don't be bullied in any way. You know, beauty should be a joyous thing to make ourselves feel better. Do it if you want to. Don't do it if you want to. Do it for a little while, then stop. But like, own it and don't be shamed. Marion Keys, we can't let you go without asking what you're working on at the moment because I know that everyone on this call and on Facebook Live is dying for the next Marion Keys book. What's happening? Okay, um, I am writing a sequel to Rachel's Holiday. Um, I'm the end is in sight. My deadline's the end of August. I uh, I'm going full steam ahead, and it'll be out next February, God willing, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Oh. and other caveats. Yeah. And Marion, you you seem in really great form. You seem really happy and so delighted to be out in I the world. Is. Yeah, I am. I'm really, really happy. Like, honest to God, I feel so lucky. I mean, thank God for the vaccine. Do you know what I mean? Like, Did you, were you one of those people who just loved going around the Aviva? Did you get to the Aviva? Were you looking to, to see what, how everyone looked compared I to you? I loved it. I was nearly crying. I was so moved by it all. Honestly, I loved it. You know, we were all there. We were all 57. You know, we were all people knew each other. It was like a very quiet, masked, socially distant party. It was honest to God, it was great. We're so grateful to you. It's just um, you are a tonic. You're like something. If we could I, bottle it, we would all feel like 10 years better. You are, Marion. Don't be saying stop now. Thank you, everyone who came. And like, like, oh, no, like it has just been a lovely evening. Marion, we love you. Thank you so I much. I love you and too. And thanks everyone for joining yes. us on Facebook Live and in the Zoom. And we'll see you soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank Bye. That was Marion Keys there. Thanks to Clarence again and thanks to everyone who joined us for that event. That's all we have time for. The podcast is produced by me, Roisin Ingle, by Suzanne Brennan and Jennifer Ryan with JJ Vernon on sound. Contact us on social, on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter using at IT Women's Podcast. I also want to mention that we have summer nights coming up next week and tickets are available irishtimes.com forward slash summer nights. That's irishtimes.com forward slash summer nights. So do go and get a ticket. We've got a great lineup, uh, including Gordon Brown and... Mona El Tahawi and we've got Elif Shafak and we have amazing rugby player Linda Jugang so loads of great women on the lineup there and that's irishtimes.com forward slash summer nights until the next time mind yourselves and thanks very much for listening Hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.